0: Hi, today I want to talk to you about self-esteem. And prior to doing that, there is a verse that I would like to read to you and a short story from the book by Barbara Books. And she has a great prayer that I want to read at the end of this. This is called The Words of Love. Gracious words are a honeycomb. Sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. That's Proverbs sixteen twenty four. Remember this old nursery rhyme? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It may be a classic poem, but it's simply not true. Harsh words spoken by another person do hurt, cutting deep into our spirits. They churn in the pit of our stomachs like undigested food. But how sweet the taste of pleasant words. Encouraging and loving remarks give renewing energy that revitalizes the whole person. Honey is a symbol of delight and health in the Bible. This proverb contradicts the old nursery rhyme. Words coated with honey bring health Throughout the body and soul, they provide healing to our wounds. We often forget the immense power of our words in soothing another person's spirit or in injuring with deep cuts. Passing on an overheard compliment, saying, I love you, or writing that long overdue note of appreciation transmits God's love through our words. Choose your words carefully and coat them with honey. This is particularly in reference to our children. Needless to say, it applies to everyone, but we have to be careful, especially now with the things that we say to our children. Tony Robbins says a healthy sense of self-esteem is one of the greatest gifts parents can give their children. And I certainly agree with that, and I'm sure you do too. So what is self-esteem? Well, on first thought, you might think it's how much you like yourself. And yes, that's true, but it's so much more than that. Self-esteem is a composite picture of what we see ourselves and how we see ourselves being valued, self-value. It's the experience that we have of how worthy we are of happiness, how worthy we are of health and wellness, our respect, friendship, love, our achievement and success. According to Betty B. Young's, there are six vital ingredients of self-esteem. One is physical safety. And as you might imagine, that's freedom from physical harm. Then there's emotional security, the absence of intimidation and fear, and identity, that's knowing who you are. And affiliation is that sense of belonging, knowing that you are a part of something that's bigger than yourself. And then we have competence, how capable we feel with the things that we can do and last but not least there's mission and that is what we believe is our pers- our purpose for this life let's take a l- closer look at these facets okay first of all there's a sense of physical safety now a child who feels physically safe isn't fearful of being harmed or hurt because of this feeling of safety He learns that he can be open with other people and that he learn, and he learns to trust others. He freely exercises a sense of, of curiosity and he wants to contribute to his own learning. And he moves around and about with a sense of healthy assuredness. And his posture displays the fact that he's confident and that he feels secure. And his tone of voice is, is really happy, and he'll maintain eye contact. Now, imagine, if you will, a child who is in abusive, in an abusive situation. Well, he or she will usually, if you raise your hand towards them, whether it's to give them a hug, you can see him shrinking back. And to me, there's nothing sadder than a child who sh- who... Leaves away from you when you hold your arms up to maybe even just to pat them on the shoulder and say, good job. The next is a sense of emotional security. Now a child develops a high level of emotional security when he knows that he won't put, be put down or that he won't be made fun of or told that he's not worthy. This child if they don't have a sense of emotional security, can feel beaten up emotionally, and they've usually been dealt a lot of hurtful words and and sarcasm. Because a child, and if a child, feels emotionally secure, he'll learn to be caring and compassionate with himself and with others. And he becomes trustworthy. He feels secure in sharing his opinions and his ideas because he knows he's not going to be ridiculed. He's respectful and considerate because he's received respect and consideration. And he's outgoing and friendly. And he'll come to you for hugs of affection on his own. And he'll reach out and he'll enjoy being close. The next one, a sense of identity. Now, the child who has a good sense of identity, when he looks in the mirror, will love the person who's looking back. This child, having a self-knowledge, develops a healthy sense of individuality. He knows himself, and once again, he's friends with himself when he looks himself and he looks at himself in the mirror. And he's able to find and be at home with himself. He believes that he's worthy and that he is worthwhile as a human being. And he feels secure with himself. He's open and he's caring towards others. And he takes responsibility for his actions. And he'll own up to them even when he's done something wrong. Another ingredient to the, um, self-esteem would be a sense of competence. When a child feels that he's good at some things, he's willing to learn how to do other things because he feels capable. He's willing to continue to try to, to accomplish a new behavior or a new task because he has had success before. He's not only aware of his strengths, but he's also able to accept the areas where he is not so strong. So he knows his strengths and his weaknesses. And because he tries, he experiences the success that encourages him to try new things. He's self-empowered, through realistic and achievable goals. And this child will usually set goals. The next ingredient is a a sense of mission. Proverbs 29.18 tells us that where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, a child with a strong sense of mission feels like his life has meaning. Because he has a sense of direction, he not only sets goals, but he also follows through on achieving them. And when he's faced with obstacles, he creates alternatives that work. He has a knowledge on the inside and an inner peace. He's intuitive and he laughs easily. He enjoys life. Now, parents, It's up to you to safeguard your child's esteem. And how do you do this? Well, first of all, you have to make sure you keep them safe and allowing them to feel safe. Make sure they know that home is a safe place. And if they are feeling intimidated or unsafe, that they know that they can come to you and you will help them work through it. You need to make sure you safeguard their emotions so that they're not afraid and they don't feel intimidated. Don't put them down if they do something that is not right. Don't tell them things that hurt their feelings. Watch what you say to your child. Make sure the things you say to your child would be just as thoughtful as the things you would say to your best friend. Help them to discover themselves and to remember and find out who they are. Let them know that God made them for a purpose. He knew them before they were even born, and He has something in store for them. He sees them as a winner, and He wants you to make sure you allow your child to see that you feel that they are winners too. Help them feel needed and a part of the family. And in addition to that, help them learn how to make friends and how to interact with others. If you see where there's some friction between friends, help your child to see how to work through that and help them accomplish tasks so that they can feel competent and encourage them when they take on new tasks. And even if they're not successful, look at what they did and how they went about it and encourage them to continue on. Guide them so that they can learn that they have a purpose in this life. You keep your child safe from having a low self-esteem by acknowledging that she is the most important priority in your life and paying attention to what her needs are. And you help and watch what her values are as she is forming them. So from this, you can see that you can't just assume that your child will automatically develop a sound sense of self or a high self-esteem. And whatever you do, do not leave it to the teachers to reinforce or to help your child along with self-esteem. It is your responsibility. So... Basically, if you are directing and fostering your child's self-esteem, you will help him or her in a way that will allow him or her to care for his own physical and emotional needs in the right way. It will help him to learn to be fair with friends and to choose purposeful work based on inner aspirations and their innate gifts. And it will help them in being sensitive and discerning, in choosing a life partner who won't mistreat him or her emotionally or physically. And you will teach him or her to be personally and socially responsible. Remember, children will live up to the aspirations and dreams of you, his parent. Seeing your child as a winner helps convince him or her that they are winners too, and that whatever he or she decides to do, it can be done. And remember also that your child has to participate in the plan for becoming all that he is capable of being. Next week, I will cover the characteristics of a child with high self-esteem, low self-esteem, and then an overinflated self-esteem. And for now, I want to end with this prayer. God, thank you for our families and especially for our children. You have entrusted them to us and we pray that we are found faithful to prepare them for the purpose you've given them. Remind us to carefully consider our words before we speak. May our words of correction be spoken with love. Give us words to speak that encourage and promote them, even when the words are for correction and reproof. And Lord, Help us to always parent on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRow.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose.